This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Kawakami, the editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area. Jim Kawakami. Tim Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades and more specifically the Golden State Warriors over the last 12 years. This is the TK Show. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording from the home studio, but we're going to do a little something different here on the TK Show, something I want to kind of do in the future, I've been planning on this, this is kind of the perfect opportunity. Uh, this is a five-minute interview, not a long one, but I think a good one. I did with Brock Purdy yesterday at 49ers uh, outside the locker room after his presser. Very specific stuff. It's not a comprehensive interview. Uh, he didn't. I didn't plan for this to be a podcast. It wasn't a podcast interview, but he agreed to talk about something I've been working on a while, his time uh, running the scout team last year uh, as a rookie. His teammates really didn't know him. Uh, kind of caught Kyle Shanahan's eye in OTAs and in training camp. But really, really, I've heard from a lot of different 49er players, really began, began to get their attention. Like they got something here by the way he approached the scout team practices, by the way he threw it and with creativity, kind of threw some little sidearm home stuff. And so I've, I've been kind of talking to his teammates. I've told Brock, you know, over the last few weeks, I've been working on this, and he was certainly willing to kind of suggest a few things. And then we finish it off by doing this interview uh, yesterday. Again, you kind of hear some noises. It's right after his presser. You got some other people walking by, but the sound was good. The conversation was good. I think it's different sounding. Brock Purdy's not him at the podium, uh, a little more free flowing. Again, very specific to this moment in time, you know, looking back. Uh, from where he is about to go in this huge Eagles game on Sunday and remembering the time that maybe really helped him get ready for this. Uh, working with Willie Sneed and Tay Martin, going against Nick Bose and Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and Javarius Ward and kind of, you know, cutting his own way and impressing people. So there we go. I'll be pop back in the end to wrap it up, but here's my conversation with Brock Purdy. I mean, so much was... Being switched around last year, you were, I guess you come in as the four, depending on what you think about Jimmy, mm-hmm. then you're the three, and then the Sudfeld, you know, however that happens. Then you, then Jimmy gets her, all that other stuff happened. You're the scout team quarterback. Was what, something that you had prepared for? Did you know how to do that? Was it a big jump for you to just, I'm, I'm going to be going against the first team defense now? Yeah, I mean, when Trey was starting off the year, Jimmy was getting most of the scout team reps. That's just how it goes. The backup usually gets more of the reps. Um, so for myself, I got like a couple at the end of each period. But the way I saw Jimmy handle it in terms of, you know, dropping back, actually working on footwork, ripping in holes and looking off linebackers, I was like, oh, I was like, he's actually getting work. He's not just out there throwing the ball up to the defense. Like he's actually trying to carve him up. And so I learned that from Jim. And then um, obviously when I got put in as a backup, that's what I was like. I just carried that over. I was like, all right, Jimmy definitely like, was working on his craft so for me I sort of wanted to like have that chip on my shoulder and you know sort of 
like make throws. Expo- yeah, make throws and expose the defense in a sense. Like, yeah, they're my guys and stuff, but, man, I'm trying to work on my craft, look off Fred and Dre and throw in tight windows with Bosa coming around the edge. So all those little things I think did help, you know, by the time I did get thrown in as a starter. Yeah, I mean, Fred said even there was some talk. I mean, Fred's going to talk, right? Yeah. So when that happens, are you thinking, oh, my God, Fred's talking to me, or are you – like, hey, let's, we're in something here. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, for me, it was sort of like a confidence booster. Like, all right, Fred is starting to talk trash to me. It must, be, must mean that I'm doing something right. And so um, the fact that I had his attention, you know, practice after practice, to me it meant something. I was like, I have his attention, and he wants to compete with me. And so that sort of gave me a little confidence at the time where I was like, all right, I am doing it right. I feel like I am getting their attention, and, you know, I'm pushing them to be better. What he- we can tone it. What are you saying back to for like? Oh yeah, I'm gonna make this throw, right? Is it something like that? Yeah, I mean there'd be plays where we try to run the same route on him back to back, and there was times where he defended them both of them, defended both back to back. I mean then he's talking trash like Purge, don't try that on me. And then there's times where I'm completing it, and then I'm like, let's go, Fred. Like you got to be better, kind of thing. Um, so sort of just chirping him back like that, but he was definitely more of the trash talker than I was. I'm sure he started. Yeah, you start. We were starting to hear a little rumblings like, hey. Purdy something like they weren't saying like they didn't know but did you feel that like like there's something going that I mean they saw you in camp they saw you in OTAs I know Kyle has said it goes back to then but did you sense that the teammates were feeling something from those scout team reps yeah I think so I mean I was you know I mean obviously doing like the no look throws and throwing on the run and stuff like that sort of just working on stuff and trying it out in scout team and I think when I was making those kind of throws guys were like oh shoot and then, you know, Coach Johnny Holland would come up to me and be like, hey, you're doing a great job, you know, on film. We could see your eyes moving, and, and then you're throwing in tight windows and over guys. So I was hearing little things like that. And then, obviously, Fred, every once in a while, would say some stuff to me in meetings. And, and so um, I think just through all of that, that, those vibes, I was like, all right, you know, I think they like me and what I'm doing. The no-look stuff, was that Stafford for, or was that you? I mean, I was, like, trying to emulate, you know, Stafford and Mahomes and all those guys. And uh, so over time, I started doing it um, just on certain plays and whatnot. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's not something like now I'm like, I'm going to go out in the game and no look. It was just something I worked on at practice against Fred and Dre. Uh, he also, Fred also mentioned that the mobility was something that jumped out to them. They didn't, you know, who knew? I mean, we, we didn't know. They didn't know. When you're, you know, I guess you did Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. One, and so are you like, let's see what I can do with these guys. Are you getting outside? You yeah. Moving? Yeah, I was breaking outside the pocket and stuff and throwing on the run and, and even with like some read option stuff with, you know, when I was acting like Kyler Murray, um, you know, sort of just juking a little bit and showing my elusiveness. And so I feel like all of that put together sort of just show the guys like, all right, this guy has something to him. He's not just like this short kid who just stays in the pocket and throws, but he can make plays. Well, you told me to talk to Willie Steve. He was great. Yeah. But he was like, he comes from New Orleans, right? Yeah. And so you know what he says? Reminds me of Drew. Yeah. Do you feel, I mean, I know, no one's saying, no one wants to say that, but obviously that's an interesting quarterback to be compared to. When you hear that, what, what do you think? I mean, the fact that Willie played with him and actually knows him and stuff, I mean, that's, to me, it's a huge compliment. Just in terms of, you know, I watched Drew growing up, his footwork, his decision-making for how big he was. I feel like I can, I can relate to his size and his anticipation of the game and how smart he was. And the fact that Willie was saying, dude, you remind me of him. I was like, oh, man, I'm like that's, that's a huge compliment. And, something that I can build off of for sure, but yeah. It's funny. It's like saying, I don't want to keep saying it. I don't want to say it, but then he yeah. talks about it again. Yeah. But like, that's a guy with a lot of respect for Breeze, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Is that the closest one that, you, I mean, you hear all kinds of comparison. Is that the one you yeah. go, I wouldn't mind that one. That yeah. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I even, you know, used to watch videos of Drew on, on YouTube and stuff, throwing motion and, 
his footwork and all that kind of stuff just because I think we could relate in size and stuff. And the fact that he was a winner, he's a competitor, he got guys around him to play better. And then obviously I think he, he ripped it and he was, <clears throat> he was smart. And so I'd, I'd definitely like to say that I, I'd like to be like Drew Brees one day. So. All right, man. I do appreciate the time. I know yeah. you're busy. Yeah. All right, Tim Kawakami back here at home to wrap this up. There's my conversation with Brock Purdy. Again, pretty quick, not meant to be this long, uh, long involved kind of usual TK show conversation. They aren't that long, which aren't that involved, but you know what I mean. Uh, but a good little slice, I think. I thought that was really interesting. I was happy that I got a decent sound on it. I'm always proud of that when that happens. And I think you, you sense a different little version of the way he talks, the way he thinks, uh, kind of embracing what happened, understanding what happened, understanding what his teammates felt about that. Um, and, uh, you know, he's the starting quarterback for Niners, and he's really good. And this is just going to happen more and more. We're going to learn more about him. We're going to talk more to him. He's going to, you know, do interviews. He's going to be at the podium. But I thought this was a very interesting time. It's my first real one-on-one with him, I think. I've chatted with him, but I haven't had extra time with him that I can remember, maybe here or there, but not much. Uh, and one other thing I want to underline is that when I asked him, how did you prepare for this scout team. I don't know that he's ever done it. He's certainly probably not as a starting quarterback at Iowa State. Uh, I would assume not as a superstar in high school. And he said he looked at the way Jimmy Garoppolo did it in those weeks, you know, what, two weeks where Garoppolo was the QB2 behind Trey Lance last year and Garoppolo was the scout team. And uh, Garoppolo was working. He was, you know, cutting loose. He was trying to beat that defense. You, you have to serve them. You have to give them the looks. You have to, you know, you're the scout team. You're not the offense. But that was pretty interesting that he immediately wanted to give credit to watching the way Garoppolo attacked. And obviously Garoppolo had probably done this plenty when he was back in. And he was QB3 for a while in the Patriots behind Brady and, and Jacoby Brissett. And then he was probably QB2 for a year. Uh, and had experience to it and had a way he did it and an approach to it. And Purdy, as a young seventh rounder who was like brought in to be QB4 and maybe on the practice squad and then moved up to QB3 when he beat out Nate Sudfeld, made the roster, and then moves up to QB2 when Trey Lance goes down. Those 10 games, you know, 11 weeks, 10 games where he's in the practice squad quarterback, I'm sorry, the, the scout team quarterback, Really formative for him, I think, and formative for the way the team thought about him and knew things about him going into when he's the emergency, you know, replaces Garoppolo in that Dolphins game when Garoppolo gets hurt and then takes off from there and he just just kept growing. He's growing and growing. So there it is. TK Audio Files version one. Hope you enjoy it. That's your show for today.